you're listening to Your Leader in Red, and I'm your host, Natalie Hansford. I'm here to teach you what it takes to succeed in this crazy world and show you you do not need to wait to live your dream life. Each week, I'll be giving you tips and takeaways on how to make your dream reality come to life. This is the moment you stop waiting for opportunities to fall in your lap and you reach for them yourself. Are you ready? You don't need to have everything figured out to be successful. Everyone can do good when things are good, but not everyone can do good things when things get tough. You do not need years of experience to build the future that you want for yourself. Imagine someone else's opinion stopping you from living your dream life. Let's get this party started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I have with me a guest today, and I'm actually really excited for this one. We've been talking about doing this episode for a while, and I specifically had this podcast episode topic on my list of to-dos to do with this guest for a long time because I thought she was perfect for it. She's going to give you some good insight on her life story and kind of what it all means. So the guest is Rachel Martin. She is a entrepreneur, business owner, social media marketer, manager, film student in the making, basically many hats and has so much unique knowledge to share. So without further ado, hello, Rachel. Hey, hey. Oh my God. I'm so excited. That is the <laughs> best intro of myself. I think I, I couldn't come up with that. That's so perfect. <laughs> I love true. it. It's true. I um, definitely feel like I have life experience at this point, some stories to tell, but I love how succinctly you just connected all of the parts of me. So perfect. <laughs> it, I it, think everyone it. has just like a unique, it, it's so kind of weird to think about that. Like you can bomb with someone on so many different levels, but they could be so different and bring so much unique things to the table. And I think that's how you and I blend so much. Cause we, we connect a lot on knowledge and like we connect a lot on life experiences, but we come through com- like come from completely different backgrounds of where we kind of ended up together. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Like our lenses on life are so just like completely different from our backgrounds, but yeah, yeah we, we always end up yin and yang and in the middle somewhere. <laughs> exactly. I love it. So maybe you can just start awesome. off by telling us a little bit about your life story and yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So yeah. Where do I start? So I grew up, um, Northern Ontario, Sudbury, um, smallish town. I was, um, obsessed with the arts. I was obsessed with dancing. I went to, um, an arts high school. Um, but something that I think kind of was important at that age for me that really made a difference was I, I was part of, um, an organization that was a, not-for-profit dance organization so instead of doing like a competitive team we had this fundraising not-for-profit where we were raising money we had to learn from the age of like 10 years old like how to put together a sponsorship package and how the production of the show actually went together and how to approach businesses in the community to get them to support anyways so it was and it was something that I did through all of high school um and my last couple years it culminated in me being the student producer and anyways so that was a big it was it's I I 
bring that up only because it's, you know, I don't even really realize it at the time, but like my entrepreneurial so much experience spirit and knowledge started like, I mean, I started doing it when I was like seven years old and we'd be sitting in with these high school students having these produce production meetings and talking about how to, you know, who we were going to donate our packages to and all this different anyways. So it was a huge learning experience. And it's funny. People always ask like, how did this fit into that? And it's, you just never know how things are going to come together. Anyways, I ended up going, following my passion for dance to Toronto. I went to York university and did their program there. Um, and then before I'd even graduated, I was, uh, referred to by a professor for a job writing for, uh, a dance website, so writing the copy. Yeah. And that very quickly segued into blogging and learning how to blog and handling oh, their social yeah. media. And this is back in the day when they, there was no business for Facebook. There was no paid, there was no, um, you know, algorithms that people really fully understood. Like there was none of that. It was yeah. like, it was just <laughs> posting on a profile as a business and, you know, trying to, trying to hustle it. Um, and it, and it ended up just being kind of going from there and I was, you know, trying to make the dance thing happen and I was serving and all this other stuff. And I just kept getting more and more of these freelance social media clients. And all of a sudden I was like, I I can't take on more clients. Like this is crazy. And it, and it was like, at that point that I was like, Oh my God, like, I I think I have a business. (laughs) I think I, I think I, I think I'm doing something here. And I ended up taking in a partner and, um, you know, 10 years later, we, we still have the company and it's still our bread and butter. And, um, and that's kind of the, the wild path that it's, that it's all taken me on. But yeah, when people are like, Oh, what'd you go to school for? dance (laughs) and it directly impacted my entire career so (laughs) honestly like I mean I think my listeners know like I'm so against school it's insane like I just like (laughs) obviously I went to school I went to college I did like my undergrad and all that stuff but um or postgrad rather um and I just I'm not about it because I just think it's honestly a waste of fucking money only because majority of people that go to school and I mean, go to school. Like, I mean, like, you know, like 12 years, sometimes of school mm-hmm. just to literally get a job that this someone without school could get. And then you're in all this debt and people are <clears> stressing. <throat> like, I think we're normalizing school too much. Um, but I think it's important that when you do go to school, you're doing it because you want to get something out of it. And I love how this has allowed you to kind of blossom into like what you're actually doing with your life. And I think the same thing as me, like I took business cause I was like, I love business. I know I'm going to use it. And mm-hmm. I learned so much from it, but then it was like taking all that theoretical knowledge and putting it into real life. And yeah. that's what kind of creates it into like your own, your own way of doing things and your own journey. And if you didn't take dance and you wouldn't be doing what you're doing now, which is honestly. (laughs) And so, and this, and I'll just say this because when I was going, when I was applying to school at that time, um, I had applied to York, I'd done the audition. Um, and then all of the other programs I applied to had nothing to do with the arts. They were like in journalism, they were in, um, media and different things. And, people and like people are like well if you want to dance like why aren't you just auditioning to all the dance schools and I was like because I'm not going to be a dancer I know I'm not going to be a dancer right I have no interest in teaching dance I don't want to do that basically if this was the one program 
where I could double major or I could major minor and where I knew I was going to come out with like a full round, like well-rounded education on all of the parts of the industry. And I was honestly sat there thinking, and I was like, I don't want to take um, like a, a, a year to wait a year mm-hmm. off. And I just, I know that if I have a shelf life on how long I can dance, then I'm going to dance every single day until that, until that expires. And then I'll reevaluate after that. So like I went to that program knowing that I wasn't going to be a dancer, but I just wanted to dance as much as I possibly could. And so I think because I had that perspective, I almost was like constantly looking for other opportunities and I was looking for other niches and I was looking for, and I was just like had a very open perspective as opposed to being like, I think people that are like entrepreneurships are entrepreneurs at heart think that way. Because mm-hmm. I talked to so many people and I think we had the same mindset in that sense is that I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew that. I just didn't know what was going to be my calling mm-hmm. yet. I think I needed more life experience. And um, there's so many people that don't have that at, at a young age. And then they just like, you know, do whatever their parents say or whatever. And they get in this hole. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. So I want to get into... The topic, which today, the exact topic is don't wait to take risks on yourself. And I love it because we are coming from the entrepreneurship mindset, but even for the listener that isn't in that entrepreneurship mindset, this episode is still going to really help you make those those decisions in life that you need that extra push and maybe Mm -hmm. things that we wish we knew or wish we heard at a younger age. And maybe we would have wasted less time waiting Mm -hmm. on things to happen for us rather than making things happen for us. So I actually have about like four or five questions for you. They're going to be like fire seat questions, but I want us to like kind of talk about them as I ask them. And I think that's going to be the best way to share our experience with if I had this question asked to me like five years ago, I'd probably have a completely different answer than what I'm sharing Mm -hmm. now. Um, But I think it will really help anyone that's listening kind of make those decisions. And yeah, I'm excited. So the first question that I have is what is one thing that you wish you knew when you were in your early twenties? Oof. So, oh, there's so many, so many things, so many of the things. And you're right. This is a hundred percent something that I can, like, I'm sure in five years, I'll have a different answer. And five years ago, I would have had a different answer. Um, Okay. For me, this is personally a hundred percent. I wish that I had known. I wish I had known that life is going to have way harder parts to it than I realize. And yes. <laughs> and, and I wish I had known that so that I could enjoy the fun parts more. Yes. I was actually talking to about this with Kevin the other day that when I was in high school, I wish I understood how easy I had it. Right. And it's, and I think it's also that feeling of like, you don't like it, it, uh, you're always living in this position of like being stressed about the next thing. Right. And, and it's just like, I think you always, I I always, there's always that feeling of like, once I get to, you know, once I get to high school, then I'll be good. And then when you're in high school, you're like, oh, once I, you know, graduate or once I, you know, have whatever. And then when you're in college or university, it's like, oh, once I have the job, it's like, no, there's always that thing that's going to cause you low grade stress. That's just out of your reach. Like the grass is always greener. So like shake it off, 
relax, take a deep breath. There's going to be actual hard shit to be stressed about. And otherwise, like, have fun. Like, try and have some freaking fun. Enjoy. Yeah, life Um, isn't serious. (laughs) No, it's not. And, 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 like, and that's where I feel like, okay, I'm full of contradictions because then there's other stuff where I'm like, I wish I had taken that more seriously, right? And, like, I just, it's, I think it's a little bit of almost, like, focus. And Like, like, focus on the the shit. Enjoying the ride, right? Like, focus on the shit that you want to focus on. Focus on the stuff that, that matters and, and, and relax. Let go of the rest, right? 100%. And even, like, looking back to me being in my full-time job and, like, I Mm -hmm. was so stressed about this fucking job that I wasn't the owner of. And I'm like, why in the hell was I putting so much effort into a company that wasn't putting effort back into me and thinking back it obviously it's my personality but I was (laughs) like I wish I took that job less seriously so I could have more energy to focus on myself and like yeah and moving forward rather than consuming myself in something that I couldn't control and that wasn't necessarily mine and maybe I would have started things that are mine sooner if I had more energy towards my myself and my personal goals right and I think that that's relatable for so many people when they're starting out their career because they want to be in the workplace known as the best person. Like we all kind of internally have Mm -hmm. that competitiveness inside us that we want to be looked at as the star. And like, you do have more control than you think. However, like it doesn't have to be so serious. Like you should be enjoying it. And if you're not enjoying it, then move on because life is too short to waste on things that are not enjoyable. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I don't know if what you were told when you were in high school or when you were going off to college and, you know, if it's changing now with the, like the language that the, the schools are using. But like, I think the stats, like at this point, the average person is going to have at least three major career changes in their lifetime. And I think, and that's like the it. average, right? So I believe most it's like of probably us- more. <laughs> Right. Like most people are going to be way more than that. And it's like, we live in gig culture right now. Even if your intention is not to, we do. It's, Mm -hmm. and so we have this idea, we have this, and I think our parents have this, or grandparents have this like outdated model of what the formula of life and the formula of like what a relationship looks like and what a marriage looks like and what a, a career looks like and that career trajectory. And it's just not like that anymore. And kind of like what you were saying earlier, it's like, even, even when you do have a four-year degree or you have a three, like it does, it almost doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, like it, 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 it doesn't help depending yeah. on what you're doing. Obviously there are always exceptions. And I mean, if you're going to be an MD, like definitely go to school, but, <laughs> yeah. but like for the most part, it's like, there's so many different you know, and, and unfortunately, so many of the people that are running these large companies are are the boomer generation, are the generation that have that really outdated model where, you know, how many how many job applications do you see that are like, you need to have this, 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 and be a graphic designer on the side. And it's like, <laughs> that's six different careers, buddy. Like, but they just look at it and they're just like, oh, internet, we need you to be able to do things on the, on the, on the web. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's, this isn't how it works. Right. And <laughs> so I feel like you have to have like this flow a little bit and a little bit more peace within yourself that like things are going to change you're not going to have control of it. You mm-hmm. are going to have to be able to shift whether you want to or not. I mean, we all know, especially in this time, like in the pandemic, no one knows what the hell is going on. Wow. Everyone's flying by to see their pants, right? So yeah, try and have some fun and try not to take things too seriously. 
I was talking about this in my Instagram stories yesterday because, oh my gosh, I can literally hear Kevin in the next room. And (laughs) if you guys are listening to this, you can hear the rage of video games and I'm not going to edit over it because this is my life. Um, (laughs) But I was talking about this in my Instagram stories the other day that like everyone is like so on the seat of their pants about change right now. Like so many people and like, I'm not kidding. My DMS are flooded with it. It's like absolutely insane. And I was actually having a coaching call with my coach yesterday. And I was telling her that I want to, I want to change. And she's like, Holy crap. Like so many people are changing right now. And like, I know Mercury's in retrograde and things are happening, but like, (laughs) it's like so many people are like not changing and want to change so bad, but they're like waiting for something to happen in order to make that change. And they're actually so scared of change that they're not willing to try. And that's the only reason that, that, that they're being put in that situation, but without change, you're not going to see growth and change not changing is the only thing that's stopping you from doing anything. And then someone today, and I actually have to look it up because I totally forget what she said, but she slid into my DMS and she said, there is a, there's a theory called that, or like, you know, it's called something when people don't want to change and it's called sunk cost, um, sunk cost. And I was like, okay. Um, I don't even know. Falsely. Okay. And I was like, okay, I've never heard of this before. So I look it up and it's basically the action of not wanting to change because you feel you have put in time. So you're wasting your time by changing. Right. So people think mm. that they think, they think, oh, I put in five years in this relationship. I'm not going to break up with them because I put in all this time. It's actually a waste of time to change or like I've gone to school for X. So it's a waste of my time to change. And then they don't change. And then they're stuck like this forever. And then they're actually just wasting more like time. So yes, she said that theory and I was like, holy crap. Like my mind just exploded. And I was like, it's such a thing. Exactly. What's going on. Like, I think I'm, I'm obsessed with her, but Rachel Hollis says that all the time. She's like, if you wait, if you're sitting here and you're like, well, I'm 30 years old, like I can't do it now. I'll be 33. And it's like, yeah. And then you'll be 33 and still be doing the thing that's making you unhappy now. So better start now. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, anyone that's listening, that's to sum it up (laughs) what we wish we knew in our early twenties. Yeah. Um, And and also I think that no one cares. Yeah. You, you think all these pink people care no and cares. the people that honestly do care, the people that are going to like pick at you or make comments or whatever are just jealous because they are too afraid to do the damn thing themselves. They're still stuck. No one actually gives a shit what you do. 100%. No one cares. In the best possible and sometimes the worst possible ways, everyone is just worried about their own shit. <laughs> 100%. It's so true. Okay, the next one is... And this could be, there there could be so many different answers. These questions are so open-ended and that's why I picked them. But what is is one thing you regret doing? Okay. I have, this is a two-parter for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, Okay. So the thing I regret doing, I'm going to flip it because it's, I feel like it's all things I regret not doing. And this kind of goes back to my having fun. And I think- there was always, there were always things or like plans or dreams or hopes. Someone's okay. This is someone said this to me the other day and it just really resonated with me where it was like, you are not what you 
you are not what you say you are. You are not who you say you are. You're mm-hmm. what you do. Yeah. 100%. So you can sit there until you're blue in the face and be like, Oh, I love traveling or I want, I, I'm going to be a traveler. But if you don't go on any trips, then you're not, yeah. you're just someone who likes to talk about traveling. And you're someone who likes to look at pretty photos, <laughs> right? Like, Oh, I'm, I, I'm so into fitness. I'm so into, but if you aren't going to the gym, if you aren't putting in the work, then you're actually not, you're yeah. just someone who likes looking at people with abs. Like you're, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, and, and it just really resonated with me. Cause I'm like, I, you know, I am so interested in so many things and there are so many things that I planned that I never did. And some of them, there were legitimate reasons. Like there, there were times where it's like, no, okay. My family had, had, you know, someone I love had a health problem. Like I got to put this aside, Yeah. but putting something aside is different than putting it away. And I just think there are often times where like, I never went back and picked that thread back up. um, And I let what should have been a pause be a full stop. So, so for, for me, it's that, it's that piece. And And when I look back and I'm like, man, you know, this didn't happen. It's like the only person I can blame, like, oh, because of life. Well, life isn't, there's, that has no, that's life, right? There's no control over that. I'm the only person I can blame for not having that thing or not following that dream. And when, and for me, it's, it really was. And I think this is just part of my personality and part of my learning in life. But a lot of it was like the fun stuff. Like I really didn't let myself have the fun and, and when I say fun, I mean, like, tra- I mean, like traveling, I mean, oh, like yeah. moving to a different city, um, taking a new job, right? Like leaving the job I really hated and trying a new job, like doing the things that I knew would have lit me up, but yeah. I didn't want to bet on myself or I didn't, I didn't, I took a lot longer than I needed to, to put, to bet on myself. Honestly, that was going to be my exact answer is that I take too, <laughs> I take too long to like m- make that risk on myself. Mm-hmm. Like, although my journey with my, f- and I always go back to my full-time job because it's the time I hated my life the most, like literally, <laughs> um, it was the worst thing in the entire world. <laughs> like an entrepreneurship at, or at heart, doing entrepreneurship activities, not for your own business was like, so a living nightmare, like uh, the worst thing in the world. So I, uh, I bring myself back and that, that that's exactly what it's going to say is I, I regret not taking a risk on myself sooner mm-hmm. I regret being stuck and feeling that way for that long. And I, I wish I would have just started sooner. I wish I would have started a year ago. And I think that it's, it's, it happened in time and it was meant to happen when it did and it's, it's fine, but I do wish I, I had that in me to like, just go and if everyone has that like hesitation or fear or whatever. But once you actually make it and do it and risk it, it's so liberating, especially when you start to like see the benefits and see the change and feel more relaxed and better about yourself. Cause you're finally aligned with what you're doing. Yeah. And like, there's so much to be said for messy action I know that's something that language yeah. we use all the time and and I feel like it, I wish that you know I regret not taking more messy action I'm such a planner yeah. I'm so, I have I've always been you know hard on myself in terms of perfectionism yeah. and and I, what I've learned is that perfectionism is just fear 
yeah with a fancy is. name like it's just <laughs> fear with like a, a cute coat like what? it's just it's not 100 it's like so yeah like just getting over that faster and yeah. I will say too like I think that there are probably people who look at you and who might look at me and be like dude what are you talking about like you jump into so much stuff I know but, but now I do because I'm like so sick. but now I do but also that doesn't that doesn't mean that in my heart, I don't want to be jumping at even more stuff. <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> like even like scared you know, shitless. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. My part two to this, because okay. this is the kind of the other element is that I truly and honestly believe that everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And okay. I think, I think it's my Angelo who says, when you know better, you do better. So Sometimes when I look back and I start pulling out puzzle pieces of like, oh, I regret that or I wish that didn't happen. I think about the domino effect of all of the things that came from that and all of the learning and growth. And I'm like, how would I have ever learned that? How or And honestly, a lot of it's unlearning. How would I have ever unlearned that? How would I ever have unlearned that programming from my childhood or from whatever? And all of these things have led me to this place. Like, so by the same at the same time I'm like I don't really regret yeah I don't really regret any of it because my whole entire podcast episode last last week was that exact topic yeah (laughs) like that like shit happens like it's whatever shit happens and it and it's just the that's the beauty is that you get to keep looking back and and keep learning seeing something new and see and because you've grown from the place that you were at that's why hindsight's 2020 right because you've come that far and you're like wow like look look at that there's contrast um yeah yeah, so yeah that's the the the, this the second piece is the complete opposite (laughs) yeah my second piece is i needed to get over myself (laughs) like my ego is taking control over how i made decisions rather than just like doing what made me happy rather than like being stubborn about it. Mm. Like, so when someone slid into my DMs like today and said like, Hey, like there's actual thing on like you being scared because you're afraid of wasting your time. Like that was me. I needed to get over myself to know that I'm ready to make that change or I can believe in myself or it's actually going to be better for me when I do that. So the second I got over myself and I mean, I'm still into myself, but the second I, (laughs) the second I got over myself, I was like, I started making better decisions. I, from my personal perspective now, like I make hard decisions easier now, whereas before I would stress so much about it and freak out about it and take forever to decide and not know what to do. And like, what if this, what if that, but now I'm just like, let's try it. Worst case scenario, I stopped doing it because guess what? You can change again. Like there's no rule saying because you pick something, you have to do it for the rest of your life. Like you could do it for a week if you want. Who cares? What's going to happen? You mm-hmm. know, we're so worried about labels yeah, and about like things fitting in these boxes. And it's, it, yeah, it's, and honestly, it's normal. It's natural. Like biologically yeah. on a cellular level, we are programmed to, to uh, like, be afraid of change we're programmed to not want to change change is risk we are cellularly programmed for risk aversion so it's it's like totally totally normal it's just not helpful anymore where we're at (laughs) you know in in the world and so there's there is good risk aversion right there is Mm -hmm. that part of you that you want to sit back and think about shit before you make the decision but 
it's just, you know, it gets to a point where it's completely holding you back from the life that you want, right? Like the opportunities, the dreams, the failures that are going to help make you the person in the future. It's yeah. And at the end of the day, like I I'm not minimizing how change is scary or like fearful because there's a reason why there's only like what 2% of people are successful and there's 98% of people that give up. There's a reason that shit's scary. I get it. But like, yeah. and if there was, if it was a h- higher than 2%, it wouldn't be that hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, but the, the, the thing is, is that that's all the worst that's going to happen is that you're going to feel that fear. That is literally the worst thing that you're going to fear feel is that fear. Everything else is easier. Everything else is once you get over that, that hump, it's, it's much, much, much easier and way less stressful. Yes. Yes. Well, and there's, then you don't have, you know, I guess regret, right? Like there's, there's the kind of, there's regret of, Oh, I can't even, I can't even think of what the analogy is right now, but it's like, there is the, there's the sadness of something not working out. And then there's the sadness or the regret of having never tried Mm -hmm. the thing to begin with. Right. And it's like one is you can stomach and the, and, and if you're someone who, you know, isn't in the entrepreneurial world, you know, maybe you don't get this, but like put it in a different perspective, maybe put it in the perspective if you're someone who really wants to start a family, right? And then it's like, you you don't start that family and then it's, or whatever it might be. It's yeah. like, what what is the pain that you're going to be able to carry around for the rest of your life? Because if it's trying and screwing up or if, if it's not trying at all, like you need to decide that for yourself, right? Yeah, 100%. I've seen so many people that are close to me that I'm not going to call out and I'm just watching them and they're, they're what inspire me to take those risks. Cause I don't want to be like that. I don't want to have a life like that. I don't want to live like that. So exactly. Um, like, and I, I say this in almost literally every podcast episode, but it's like the people that are internally motivated to want change and have change is because they have no other option to do so. Like most of the time, most of the time, those people don't have plan B's. They don't have like parents money to fall back on. They, they have this debt and they need to fucking work for it to figure it out. Um, like you're, you're basically thrown in the fire with life and been like, have fun. And those are the people that are internally motivated, that are hungry, that want it, that go and don't stop. And the second that you hit that part in your life, and it doesn't mean that you're, if you've had an easy since now it's, you're not going to have that, but the second you find your why, and it's really, really, really powerful, you're not going to have that plan B anymore. You're not going to have another option to fall back on and you're going to want it more. And you're going to finally have that moment where you're like, enough is enough. And I just need to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, yeah. I wish it didn't take many people to feel pain, to want change. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's really true. Okay. The next one. Um, and this kind of falls into the same conversation. Yeah. What is one bad thing that has happened in your life that has completely changed your life for the better? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and I'm going to get heavy on this one. And I was going to say, I don't mean to get heavy, but I always mean to get heavy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) the heavies are all the, all the juicy good bits are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when so yeah one bad thing that happened that changed my life completely so when I was just a few months past my 30th birthday 
I was diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally fortunate to have had that chapter end um, really beautifully for me at this point, but it was life shattering. And I think I could only literally imagine. Well, and I like, I look back at it now, not that it's like ages ago, but yeah, I'm coming up on my 33rd birthday. So I'm two years, just over my two years out of treatment and safe and healthy and all that good stuff. But I have a bunch of people in my life who are coming up or just around their 30th birthday. And I look at all of the anxiety and I, and I remember come back to my 30th birthday. And I think like, you know, we put so much pressure on this date and it's almost like this chapter, like this new chapter, you're starting this fresh time. And I feel like a lot of people set a lot of goals and really dig into life. And I, I remember so clearly that feeling. And then like within a few months, it was like, no, you're fighting for your life now. Yeah. Like, nothing else matters. There is nothing. And I did just under a year of treatment. I did eight rounds of chemotherapy. I did, I had a full double mastectomy. I had, um, 25 rounds of radiation and, and it, and yeah. So obviously at the time, like I would never wish that on myself. I would never wish that on anyone, but when I look back at it, when I talk to my partner about it, and I've talked to a lot of other women who have had cancer, and I think about in in one aspect how f- that they're like now looking back, how fortunate I feel that it happened to me when it happened to me, right? Because it it rock bottomed my life, like the literally the floor fell out from underneath me and my partner. And the first night that we found out when I was diagnosed, the first thing we did was we sat down and literally wrote out a bucket list. And this was like, we didn't know what stage I was. We didn't know what the, what the prognosis was. We didn't know what treatment, nothing. We were just like, what are we going to do? And, and we were talking, like, we're like, what are we going to do after this? What are we going to do first? Like, what are we going to do now? Like, yeah. what do we need to do? What are the things that we are livid kicking our fucking selves right now that we hadn't done yet? Yeah. And, and to be able to go even just like to be able, it's one thing to be able to say, like, imagine, oh, imagine you found out you had cancer the next day. Right. And like, no, yeah. no one wants to say that. And no one wants to think that. Or, you know, imagine that you found out the worst case scenario, but when you can actually physically go back to that place in your body, in your mind and with your partner and be like, okay, remember, like it's, but it's also beautiful because we get to go back and be like, don't forget, like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's ingrained. This is why we're doing this. Like, this is why we're making these choices. This is why we're taking these risks or not taking these risks or whatever. Right. Like, but I remember specifically that one of the things that day was, it was like, I don't know. I'd had some like drama with a girlfriend or like some tiff or whatever. Yeah. I was annoyed. And it was just like, yeah, gone. blank slate. Like, n- like my life either went to everything was meant nothing and, or everything meant everything. And there was like nothing in between. And it was, you know, yeah. it's really dramatic, but it's also like a really beautiful way to be like, 
like I came out of that and I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. This means nothing. This means everything. This is how I'm living moving forward. F it. Like I am not putting up with this, whatever. Right. Like it just made things crystal clear and all of the kinds of things that you get stuck in. I think we get so comfortable. Right. And it's just like what you were saying that, that, that girl that came into your DM saying like, well, you know, I've invested so long into this career. I should see it out. Or, you know, I've been friends with her since we were kids. She was in my wedding party. Like, no, does she make you feel like shit? Bye-bye. Like it doesn't matter. Like if you don't know how much time you have left, are you going to call that person? If the answer is no, then why are you wasting your time period? Yeah. And and it just, it just, it was like, we just cleaned house. And obviously I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm able to come at this and say this because my story has ended really well. I do still have challenges in the future and there's other things genetically, but at the end of the day, I'm healthy. I'm strong. I am yeah. love. I'm loving my life and I'm really fortunate, but we're, a, we're fortunate to be able to, to carry all of the gifts that we got from that time. And I think, and so often you see people who get this kind of really difficult health news when they're in their fifties or sixties and it's a lot harder or they don't get to take out of it. Like, but you, you all, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but you see these older people who go through health scares and all of a sudden they start, they approach life with this new joie, like energy and joie de vivre and, and this new lease on life. And it's almost like, man, I wish, you know, you see your, your aunt or your grandma or something. You're like, I wish that they had yeah had had this energy before had this love for themselves or followed their dreams earlier and yeah. I almost feel like I'm 30 I'm I now is my chance to do this and not that I was like completely off on a completely different path or something but I had dreams that I hadn't followed and I had things I wanted even Patrick and I we've been together for so long and we were like Eh, maybe we'll get married one day. No, then we were like, we're getting married. Like we want to have this banger and we are planned our dream wedding. And it was like yeah. exactly all of the things that we would have hemmed and hawed and like, well, what's so-and-so going to think? And no, we were like, F it. This is what we're <laughs> doing. Like we don't care. And it just allows you to kind of approach life, having that perspective with a, a little bit more cutthroat. Yeah. 100%. Like my, mine isn't, um, honestly, like that quick of a transition of realizing, cause mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm sure I could bring up a couple different stories, but the main one that has dramatically impacted my life was my parents' divorce when I was young. Like I was so young when it happened, I was in like grade seven. So within my young teens and it happened, I was a little bit younger to like, I, I understood what was happening I probably didn't feel it as much as I could have because I was so young, which is probably a blessing. Um, And my whole life changed. My entire life changed. We owned a multi-million dollar home. We had a basketball court, like a massive pool. Like we had everything we ever wanted. We were spoiled rotten. We were living quite well for ourselves. And when my parents got that divorce, I went into a very downsized home, which I mean, it's still absolutely incredible. Um, but without that happening, I wouldn't be even the portion of who I am today because I couldn't imagine growing up in a home where I got everything I wanted. I didn't have to work for every penny I ever got. I didn't have to get a job when I was 
grade nine, first day of high school. I didn't have to, if I got a phone, I had to pay for that bill. Like I, I wouldn't have experienced that lifestyle, which would, would have made me a completely different person. I wouldn't be sitting on this podcast. I'm sure I wouldn't be sharing any stories that I have been. I would have been spoiled rotten and lived a completely different life. And that's so scary to me that that one, that one life ruining in quotations thing that happened in my life was the best thing that has ever happened to me. And my mom always has conversations with me. Like, I'm sorry. I wish it would have worked out. I'm like, Mm. I'm so happy. Like, I'm so happy. I learned so much from it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have had the work ethic that I have now. I wouldn't be working my ass off trying to be happy. And like, there would have been, I would have had something completely different and I'm sure I still would have been happy, but I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't be as stubborn, crazy, fiery as I am now. I can probably promise that. And if I would, it would have probably been in a worse way. <laughs> like, Well, and I think it's about too, like looking at the things that happen and then finding the things that you can love out of them. Right. Yeah. Like there's always going to be like, well, if this had happened like this, this could have been, you know, whatever, what if, yeah. what if, what if, but you know, and it's like, do I, do I, if I went back, do I wish that I got cancer again? Like, no, but I also know that there are going to be some, there's going to be some stuff that has come out of that, that I'm going to be so happy about and so grateful for. Exactly. And focusing on that is, is what's going to shift my life. Not yeah. woe is me. Well, right. Or like negatives, you're just going to be stuck in that mindset. And right. there goes right. like whatever amount of time you think about the negatives for, you're just going to waste time. Yeah. Like, and that just goes back to like, don't wait to take, don't wait to taste, take mm. risks on yourself because at the end of the day, you're as much time as you think you have, you don't have much time because mm-hmm. you could live like with one yes could change your life forever. Mm-hmm. And with one no could do the exact same thing. Yeah. Which is mind blowing, but <laughs> yeah. And I also, I will say too, like, I think with that, and I've gotten really, like, I've learned a lot about this recently, but it's like, you have to feel your feelings yeah. because it's not, it's not about like just seeing the good, the good, or just being yeah. positive or think positive. Like, I, I, I don't believe in that. I believe in feel your feelings, yep. do your healing, move through it, let it, cause if you're carrying that around with you, you yep. can pretend to be happy as till you're blue in the face, but that shit is going to come back at you. Yep. And you're going to be carrying it around and it's, it's just, it'll rear its ugly head at some point. So it's, you know, it's about being present, being in the pain, being in the feels, being in whatever, experiencing it, it. feel it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then moving, moving forward, honestly released from it and, and then starting to look for that good perspective. Right. I used to, I used to run away from pain. Mm. I hated emotion. I didn't like crying. I thought it was weak. I never liked to feel sad. I like, I was that person a literal year ago, like Mm. not that long ago. (laughs) I would, I would not want to feel sad ever. And I would do anything to cover it up, Mm. which is who I am. I'm still kind of like that in a way, but Mm -hmm. like with my dad, that was what changed that because I, in my head, I'm like, Oh, if I do this with this, I'm fucked. Like yeah. I'm, I, it's going to fuck me up. So I had yeah. to feel it. I had to like really go through it. And I think that was the only way I got through that the way I did. And obviously yeah. it's still happening, but it's like, 
I couldn't imagine if I dealt with that the way I had dealt with many issues in my life in the past. Um, yeah. And like, obviously just therapy, fuck therapy, <laughs> therapy, 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 yeah. hundred times. I know like, oh. Hey, one more question. And then we'll do like ending tips, remarks, whatever else we want to share. Um, cool. So this one is, what is something you would recommend to someone who is waiting for the right time to try something? And I think we talk, so many people say this, like, I'm waiting for that right time to do it. Um, What's something you'd recommend? Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of hate that phrase. I kind of, I kind of really hate that phrase, the right time. Um, there is, by okay. the way, guys, there is no right time. So this is like a contradicting question. There is uh, no right time. <laughs> no. And so, okay, there's a couple of things. One, there is no right time. But like, what what are you actually trying to say? What are you actually trying to say? Are you actually trying to say like, it's just going to be too hard? Okay, then own that it's going to be too hard. But like, it's probably always going to be too hard. Like, yeah. is it like whatever using that phrase, you're just lying to yourself. So yeah, it's a cover, figure up. out, figure out it's a cover up, right? Like it's so figure out what you're actually trying to say and own that shit. And, and it's not to say that your reasoning is wrong. It, like, I'm sure it's valid. I'm sure you're feeling whatever you're feeling, like life is hard or, um, you're feeling broke or you're feeling afraid or whatever you're feeling, like whatever it is, but like, be honest with yourself. And yeah. okay. And this is the second piece to this. Cause this is like, I, to me, this was a game changer is if you're on the fence, you're waiting to try something. That means you're thinking about it. That means that it's something that's piqued your interest or it's on your heart or however you want to look at it. Yeah. And the number one piece of advice for anyone who is in this position is to figure out who the F you are and what the F you want, because we are so programmed and we are society media by our friends, by our families, by our parents with what we're supposed to want and Mm -hmm. who we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to like, how we're supposed to spend our money, all of this shit. And at the core, so there's a book called The Values Factor, and you literally get to break down, like, what are your core values? Mm-hmm. What who What does Natalie Hansford actually give a shit about? Like, what yeah. are the things that are going to, and if you if, if break it down into four things, right, and you can call it your authentic code, you can call it your purpose, you can call it your values, whatever the hell you want to call it, doesn't matter. But yours is not going to be the same as the person on TV or as your mom or as me or whatever. So getting down to the root core of like, what do you actually want in life? And then making decisions from that place, it's just going to help you get to the core of it. Because then if you're sitting on the fence, you can look at it and say, look, is this aligned with who I authentically am or and who I authentically want to be? Because if it does, then you need to do, just do the damn thing, right? Yeah, and you need it. to take the shit that doesn't fall into those four categories off of your plate. Yeah. Like where our life is so full and so busy of shit that doesn't matter to us, shit yeah. that you don't care about. Like some people, yeah, some people genuinely give a shit about a nice car. A lot of people don't. A lot of people are just keeping up with the Joneses. Like some yeah. people honestly care about owning a house. A lot of people don't. You don't need to own a house. You don't yeah. need to get married. 
you don't, like you don't need to do fucking anything right yeah. like you don't need red bottoms or you don't need the new mac like if that's part if part of your authentic code is like i'm really into tech and this is my thing and i lo- okay whatever but like getting honestly freaking real about what matters to you yeah and it's gonna change like all the time like i think people like because some people do that they do it like you know we all do i think we all have done that at the end of high school right we have this like at the end of high school you're like i want this i want that this is who this is who i am this is what really inspires me blah 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 Mm -hmm. you go to school that shifts again it's going to shift through experiences in your life and that's okay it doesn't have to be the same as it was five years ago, you could completely change based on the experiences that have happened in your life. I genuinely thought I was going to be in HR working for a corporation for my entire life. Cause in that moment, when I was the working there, I felt like that was my purpose so much so that when I quit my full-time job, I still was doing HR consulting. Mm. If someone were to call me today, I'd be like, fuck no, absolutely not. <laughs> And that was only like eight months ago. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, hell no. I'm not hope. I'm not helping business owners fuck over employees. It's just not who I am. Like, yeah. So it's, it's just, it's okay that things change and it's going to change and you want it to change. Trust me. Cause then you're going to adapt and actually feel authentic. Yeah. But if you're looking at the, at at an opportunity or an idea or a business or whatever it is, or a life decision, and you've put this right time on it, like, okay, put an actual, put an actual timeline on that, put a deadline on that. And if if you come up on that deadline and you're still not sure, then you're, it's either got to be that (laughs) it's a hell yes or hell no. Yeah. And that, that's another thing is like, with that, say you are going to try something, you're going to go, okay, I'm going to try it for the next year. And if I don't love it, then that's fine. Then that was my last year. Cause sometimes you just got to try it to know, like sometimes you genuinely just have to try it. And if you are trying that thing, jump in with two feet, there is no one foot in one foot out. You're just going to fuck it up for yourself. You're just not Mm -hmm. going to experience the full experience and you're going to jeopardize that process for yourself. Yeah. Because if you're in your one foot in, one in foot out, you're never actually going to experience it. I don't know how many people I see dragging something along for so many years, finally go all in, going all in and like blooming in life. And mm-hmm. they're like, imagine I just, just did it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Actually did it. And that's my last thing with like, with right time is like, yeah, give yourself a timeline, such a good tip. But then if you do have that timeline, actually go all in. And that's why with people that are starting a new business or wanting to get into music or wanting to get into photography or film. A lot of people do go in, like do go all in. You see a lot Mm -hmm. of people talking online about going all in and their parents killing them because they're living in the basement trying to find this new hobby. But guess what? The people that are actually going all in are the ones that are making it. And the people that are one foot in one foot out go on to other things because they're never actually fully invested in that thing. Yeah, totally. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's such a hard one. It's just such a, a, a dressed up phrase, like right time. No. Yeah. There's They're, so many phrases that are, we say that I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> How did that occur? How did yeah. that happen? Yeah. I was, this is so off topic, but I just got to say it. I was having a conversation with someone. They're like, what is the average uh, salary increase? 
And I'm like, what fucking question is that? Are you asking, are you asking the owner that question? Uh, the someone that is actually controlling how much money they want to give you? Are you asking society? Or are you asking someone that actually deserves a fucking hefty raise? Because it just depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> but anyways, that's so off topic. That's so true <laughs> though. popped in my head. Oh my God. Okay. I love it. Those are the questions I have for you. If you have any ending tips, remarks, Honestly, I think this podcast was full of knowledge and like life experiences and just like knowing that, like, don't wait to take a risk on yourself. Cause like, take it from us. What a waste of time to wait, to take a risk on yourself, just to end up to take a risk on yourself later in life. And I think the one other thing I'll say too, is like, if you're someone who's listening to this and you cannot relate at all, like you're like, you know, I just don't know what I want. Like, I wish I had something that I was on the fence about, or, you know, I'm, I'm not satisfied or I don't feel fulfilled, but I'm just like, I just, you just don't know. Start, you know, look at the values factor, look, try and actually figure out what your values are, but start looking at the places in your life straight up where you're having some, having joy, where you're sparking joy. Experience things. And, And it doesn't matter if it's like when you're cooking, or when you're mowing the lawn, or when you're reading a book, like there are clues all over your life that are going to lead you to the path, right? And maybe it's just going to be like, oh, now I really know that like, I love doing hands-on work. I love doing yeah. physical work, or um, I love, cre- I love imagining my working with my imagination, or, you know, whatever it might be. The other thing to do is look at where you're jealous, if you are jealous of someone, if you're feeling jealousy and not jealous, like, like there's two kinds, there's different kinds of jealousy. There's jealousy that is a fear of you losing something in your life. Yeah. And then I'll say envy there's envy. Yeah. And if you're envious of someone because they have something you want, then that is, that is you looking out into the world at what you could have. Yeah. And what you want. And you need to take that as a positive thing. Be like, yeah. sweet. Now I know someone who's got what I want. So I know who I'm going to call when I have questions. Like, yeah. take it as a positive of like, this is the universe showing me a glimpse of something. And and be honest, like, why do I want that? But, but, but recognize it. Yeah. Be like, 100%. cool. Cool. Honestly, like, even with your comment that anyone that is like at a place that they're like, Oh yeah. Like I, I don't know what I want. I have no idea what sparks my passion. Literally before I, like when I started this podcast, this was the first thing that sparked any creativity, any any creativity in my life. Mm -hmm. This was my path to entrepreneurship. So before starting this podcast, I was sitting on my couch watching Netflix for all my spare time doing nothing. I was only going to my nine to five, watching Netflix, going to bed, every single fucking day. Sometimes I would spend on Saturdays and Sundays, I would spend 18 plus hours watching Netflix. No joke. That was my life. And that was like, what, when I started this podcast, like two years ago, two fucking years ago, wild, wild. my life has completely changed, but that was me two years ago. And now I'm here doing so many things that make so much creativity, in my life and passion And it literally started from me going to yoga, getting my butt off the couch and experiencing things I never experienced before yoga. I was like, I'll try it. Why not? That started to spark more creativity on like realizing my feelings and realizing what I want. And like, 
I did the podcast. I'm like, oh, let's just start a podcast. Let's try it out. And then I started loving that. I, I like talking and like, I realized so much stuff about myself that I had no idea. Yeah. So it might just be with like, try it out. It try might something create something new. completely different. Yeah. Or look back to the, yourself when you were a little kid and try something that you loved as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. That too. That's a big one. Like I went through phase like I where I was like man I haven't read a book I used to read like a book a freaking week when I was a kid I was obsessed with reading and then I was like man when was the last time I read a book and it's like (laughs) shit and and it just like it reinvigorates something inside of you when you're like you know you you lose bits of yourself along the way right but yeah I think especially now during the pandemic and maybe it's, you know, it's different for everyone, but I think yeah. we're really stuck. We're really, a lot of us are feeling really stuck. Like, yeah. Burned so stuck, exhausted. Yeah. Use it, take the opportunity, right? Like, yeah. Okay. Learn how to bake bread or do whatever, like try the different things, start a, start a kitchen, you know, herb garden, like whatever. Right. Like join clubhouse and start talking about some stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Natalie and I love clubhouse. We love, we, we're loving clubhouse. <laughs> we, love, we love clubhouse. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like it, it, there's so like, and, and I keep telling people whenever I mean, anyone's like panicking about right now, like trying, I'm always the person that people call in my life when they're like, so what do you think about, I was trying to think about trying this new thing. And I'm, because they know that I'm going to be like, call them out and be like, yes, do it. <laughs> um, but, but I'm like, man, right now, everyone is trying something new, whether they want yeah. to or not, whether if, whether they're being forced to, like no one is looking at what you're doing. Yeah. Everyone, it's like the Everyone's deck is being worried shuffled. about doing their own shit. The deck is being shuffled right now. And when it, ev- like you're going to be shuffled, whether you do it intentionally or you're, or you're shuffled by somebody else. But like, yep. we're all going to come out of this looking totally different personally and our world and everything. So mm-hmm. if you're going to turn, sh- flip shit on its head, it's already flipped. It's like life is a lava lamp. Just fucking blob over, do it. <laughs> Like all my analogies, you're shuffling decks, you're a lava lamp. Just do the thing. Like now is the perfect opportunity to take a risk and do, just do the thing. Yeah. It couldn't be a better time. And and then if you have the time, you have the time, like everyone has the time right now, especially if you're still in, if you're in Canada, (laughs) you definitely have time because we're still in fucking lockdown, but love it. Okay. Well, that was, that was bomb. So thank you so much for joining. I'm so glad we, we did this. I can't wait to get some feedback on, on this episode, but thanks. I can't wait to have you back one day. So fun. I could talk to you forever, Nat. Love it. Well, thanks everyone for joining and I will catch you in the next one.